This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to uh, another episode of Tackle and Tacos, a fishing podcast. Uh, episode 27. 27. Uh, 27. Yeah, happy to announce episode 27 of yeah. uh, hopefully many, many more to come. So Yeah, we'll at least get to 28. <laughs> we will at least make it to 28. I think we Potentially. got Potentially. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, fingers crossed. So that's all we can always hope for. Just to, just to keep going. Hopefully, people keep listening to this nonsense. We keep uh, keep rattling along. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, been weird. Yeah. It's been weird lately. We've gotten and uh, we've gotten messages from people being like, "Hey, man, I'm, I listen to every episode." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Whoa!" Like people, because you know, for a while there, it was like if somebody said, "Oh, I'm, I'm a I'm a tackling tacos fan," whatever, it was like a friend of ours or you know what I'm saying? Like somebody we knew or a relative. And now it's yeah. like people from like Texas or people from like, you know, somewhere over on the East coast or whatever. And it's like, Whoa, this is crazy, dude. Like people are actually listening to us three dummies talk about fishing and tacos, you know, like what the crap. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. I got, I got a message the other day that said, uh, think about the podcast every time I make tacos. So you guys are doing <laughs> So you guys are doing uh doing something right. That so, might be the best compliment uh, we've gotten. Period. For for sure. Yeah, I was uh I was pretty elated to to read that. It was pretty uh, elated. Well well put. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No. Just uh. You know. It's uh. Means a lot. You know. Hearing uh. Hearing the thanks sure. and the uh. You know. Everybody's praise of 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 what we're doing and 
us rambling on. So yeah, so, yeah, it's uh, it's never, grateful. yeah, it's never not surprising. It's always like for real, like yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I would assume at like somebody like uh, I don't know Joe Rogan's level or something that people are like, oh, I love your podcast. He's not like for real. But, you know, right. who yeah. knows, maybe, maybe you just stay humble that way. But um, one quick sad announcement is the same sad announcement we had to make last week as we podcasted with Michael Mudgett, which if you have not listened to that episode, you should definitely go back. Episode 26 with Michael Mudgett. Listen to that one. Um, that's just a good human being who's a good fisherman. He's a fishing guide. It was cool hearing some of the, the tactics and stuff he does in terms of like fishing with people who maybe have no idea how to fish or or whatever also make sure you look him up on socials and follow him and stuff he has a good youtube presence and whatever uh but this is the same sucky sad stinky announcement from last week which is we are once again without the prettiest voice on the podcast which is lola of course my wife uh undoubtedly undoubtedly um (laughs) so she always says to like behind behind the scenes like behind closed doors she always says something like oh man i can't even listen to the podcast all i do is laugh or just say little things here and there i'm like yeah but you're being yourself and your laugh is funny and you have a nice voice and you have a good presence on the mic and anyway she's not here again um because of uh her brother who is here from florida he just left today and she was at um her parents house staying out there with them and so i think she's just spent i mean i think she's just she's got nothing to give right now and so she's trying to get some sleep and i don't blame her at all that feeling where like man everybody's been there whether it's work or like sports or just a tournament maybe even or or i don't know whatever you're into uh, in life family stuff where you just don't have anything to give and you try to give and it doesn't really work out and um that's the worst. So, Lolo, we love you very much, and we hope you get some good rest, and then you're able to to jump back on strong for the next few guests we have lined up. Which should we say something about the guests now, Nate? Should we let the 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 kitty cat out of the bag a little bit? Or I mean, the I know kitty cat out of the bag. Well, some so. people know. Like everybody, we've been talking yeah. about it forever. We're so pumped to have Jeff Gustafson coming on, Gussie, the Bassmaster Classic champ, um, our brother yeah. uh, from the north, from Canada, and. Like, so Nate, I haven't even talked to you or Lola about this, but like, (laughs) like when we have good guests on, we do that thing, which I like doing, um, where we break up the questions into like sort of top, uh, not topographical, (laughs) but topical, (laughs) topical. So like, like fishing specific or podcast specific or Luke Duncan specific or whatever, you know, whatever. And I thought about adding on a category of questions for Gussie called like ignorant Canadian questions like where we just <laughs> get out the stupidest like what's a loony what's a toonie how do you spell a how good is poutine what's your favorite poutine right. which yeah. anybody if you're listening to this and you don't know about the dish from the north from Canada called poutine Nate do you know about poutine I know very little bit about oh. it I'll be honest I I think I've had it uh, I want to say I think I've had it one time Golly, yeah, I think I think I've had it once. Yeah, um, and uh, that 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 was it. I I definitely could. It's it's one of those things you could uh, you could really overindulge in for sure. Yeah, it's a poutine may be the greatest food gift outside of tacos. Maybe you could make like a poutine taco, um, but Ooh. poutine is basically French fries, um, deep fried cheese curds, and gravy all kind of lumped together. 
Now, I don't know what about all, that doesn't sound good. Up, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 wait, wait. Breaking news. Um, Lola just came back out to the garage right now. Oh, hello. Hey. Well, well hello there. Hello. I, I told everybody that you were just like spent, that you were spending time with your brother from Florida at your parents' house, and you're just exhausted, you needed rest, and here you are. Here I am. And we are very excited to have I you. I might yawn a lot. You might Get one out now. Let's hear it. Ooh, that was too low. That was a very manly that was yawn. Very manly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired. That was the manliest. it all for the podcast. Yeah. Honestly, Femininity guys. right out the window. She's yeah. so tired that she's like, man, I'm tired. Yeah. It's me, Lola. Anyway, so to catch you up, Burr, we're talking about the people we have coming on the podcast and how excited we are about Gussie mm-hmm. and um, him being on the podcast. And um, yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm stoked about it. Um, another guest, a couple guests we're excited to have coming up pretty quick here. One is like a sort of random one. Um, it was a feller who reached out to us on, um, messenger just about, um, uh, being on the podcast. And, uh, he was like, you know, maybe I could be on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know. Cause you never know. Like when, if somebody says that to you, you know, like maybe you fish or whatever yeah. and no diss whatsoever, but that doesn't mean you necessarily would be a great podcast guest but i think he will be it's a feller from angling anarchy he's a big musky guy and i watched some of his videos he's funny he's articulate his videos are really well made he's caught some absolute giants like one of his videos has three hundred and like fifty thousand views wow. and yeah, yeah so that's got some crazy views yeah he's yeah, from uh he's from southern wisconsin shout out janesville okay sorry I was, I was like yawning okay, let's i don't know what was happening boop I mean, <laughs> boop. what the heck is boop? <laughs> oh my gosh. I should go Lola's so tired. She can't even do the shout out noise. She said boop. <laughs> edit that out. No way. Boop. Boop. I meant to say. Even that's really bad. I'm so, tired. so anyway, but I mean, Janesville's not that great. So that's probably worth that little. But, um, but we're excited to have him on. Uh, and then also we're going to have uh, Scott Estes. He is the owner, not like he works there, but he is the owner of Denali Fishing Rods. Um, we don't have any kind of like sponsorship affiliation with Denali like BTL does or like Michael Neal. Like they, they make some great rods and they have so they have a really good um Arsenal is that the right word? Arsenal uh, staple. I, would, I, I think Arsenal or uh, yeah, they have a good lineup of yeah, rods. But then, like, what, yeah. what's the a team? I guess of just professional anglers and like people who they work with. Um, you know, they're doing some big things, and so we're going to have the actual owner of that company on. So I think that'll be a really neat dynamic to ask him things like, "What's it? What's it like being a fisherman who probably doesn't get to fish that much because you're so busy making fishing rods?" You know, like that's an interesting dynamic to me. So that'll be really fun. I'm excited for that. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't wait for that one. Yeah, that should be really dope. Um, sponsors, um, let's handle like they say on the Packer podcast. Let's let's handle some sponsorship business. Um, Really stoked for uh, Giltech and Hook and Arrow Supply. Uh, I've been talking to Brian a little bit, and I don't know if we're supposed to announce this or not, yeah. but he just had a daughter. Yay. So, like, oh, huge awesome. shout-out, huge loving yeah. shout-out. I mean, that's uh, that's just an awesome – he sent uh, he sent me a photo of her, and she's just a little nugget. Like, Such a honey. Just a cute little squishy-nosed, like, just a sweet little mama. And uh, we're just so happy for him and um, – yeah, so congratulations, brother. Um, yeah, good dude, good family. Really excited for that whole shebang. And so um, 
he's killing it up there. Like that dude is a, um, I heard somebody say one time that Elon Musk, uh, he should really be grateful for how lucky he is. And Elon Musk responded by saying something like, you're absolutely right. I am lucky. If luck means working 18 hours a day, seven days a week for the past 20 years, then I'm super, super lucky Uh, or something. And that's, that's how Brian is. Brian is a work. Kerr. Like he doesn't stop until the work is done, regardless of the time, whether it's for uh, his companies or helping someone else out. And so it's cool to be affiliated with um, just a blue blooded, hard working, you know, um, working class guy like Brian and Gil Tech. And so please make sure you check out their stuff, hookandarrowsupply.com. Um, get some Gil Tech stuff. Um, if you're up in that north area, kind of up above Green Bay, dude, head up there and get your bow tuned up. Uh, it's crazy. Like it's October now. And even at my work at Shields, dudes are coming in daily, getting arrows refletched and, and buying new arrows and getting them cut, getting, um, tuning stuff done on their bow. Like if you're not set, get set. I mean, get up there and, and get a hold of those dudes. Uh, Kenai Coolers, that's our presenting sponsor, uh, which is made by Grizzly Coolers in Decora, Iowa. Uh, we love, again, working with a company that is based in America, believes in spending more money on their parts, making less money on their stuff because they make it in America. Um, that's just the dopest. Uh, the Grizzly Cups are probably me and Lola's most used thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the tumblers are dope. The Kenai stuff is is just the best. Um, chopping up Dom's deer, uh, our son Dom, um, chopping up his deer. I use the top of the Kenai cooler to like trim off all the like connective tissue and silver skin and whatever. And it works great for that because it's a big, flat, hard surface. It's a lot like my abs, except for it's mm-hmm. like a cooler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, exactly. Sh- yeah, yeah. Shout out my abs, right, Burden? Yeah. Boop. Yep. <laughs> uh, but make sure you check them out. And honestly, dude, we're, I was just talking to a feller. Uh, I can't remember who it was on our social the other day. Who's like, uh, dude, that Kenai cooler looks dope. And I'm like, yeah, dude, get one 10% off. Like that's a good chunk of money off, um, at grizzlycoolers.com with the code WCB. So like go over there and get it. Do it. Yeah. Get it for sure. Um, Nate, break us off with our social stuff. Yeah, so uh, obviously uh, Facebook and Instagram, Tackle and Tacos, you know, uh, pretty simple, straight to the point. We're always uh, posting quality stories and, and uh, quality and good content, quality stories and good content over there at uh, Facebook and Instagram. We also have uh, our YouTube page, also Tackle and Tacos, where hopefully by the time this episode airs, we have hopefully. our, yeah, hopefully our, our two-day Fence Lake uh, lack the flambeau uh tournament uh posted so i'm i'm excited to to see the the finished product of that yeah. i can't i can't wait so yeah dude hopefully that's up by the time this cute. airs that's cute it's it is. So, is it so cute <laughs> it's so yeah. cute well there's this one part nate where you're releasing a small mouth that's like the size of your hand and then he like and you're holding him kind of open in your hand and then he flopped out and you did this thing with your arm like you're trying to like kind of swung it around so then i just so looped a dance it. now yes yeah, and i just looped it back and forth and added like we say let's do the okay, nate okay, and then okay. we do the nate yeah you do the nate dance mm-hmm the Nate release like small mouth dance. Yeah. That's like a good it. one. Kind of like the, like the little, like the, the, you know, flip the pancake move mm-hmm. with the wrist and you mm-hmm. just, just. That's you exactly, get it. That's exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah you understand yeah, yeah, for, sure. for sure. We also have uh, a video of you as we're walking out to the truck at like 4.30 in the morning. You saying, gasolina, and you started doing the gasolina <laughs> dance in the background. So um, if nothing else, even though uh, yeah. we didn't win that derby, we didn't even do that well in that derby, um, but people will see who we are, which is to say 
we are idiots. That is a fact. Yeah, but we have fun though, yeah. dude. We don't take it too seriously. Yeah, heck, heck yeah. All fishing is fun fishing, even when you're not smashing them. And then the second day we did pretty well. And yeah, it's a it's a fun video. It's it's actually semi long, and that's why Nate is saying hopefully it's launched by the time the podcast comes out because it's like four gigabytes like that's a huge video file it's like 28 minutes long or 27 minutes long of all 4k footage even though we only filmed with our phones again um you know really what we're trying to do like the video stuff that we don't take seriously enough is make it feel like you're with us so like some of the goofy stuff like we filmed me and nate and uh eastone going across the street from our motel trying to frog fish in a pond that i'm pretty sure has no fish in it Mm-hmm. Um, just stupid possible, stuff yeah. Yeah. yeah just dumb stuff but like that's the fun stuff that I think I like seeing behind the scenes you know more than just like on the water stuff like that's why I think like Polonix videos are so good because it shows him in the trailer it shows him going to get ice cream it shows him and his wife it shows him and his daughter like all that fun stuff I think is really rad and so mm-hmm. we got a bit of that on the stupid video so hopefully hopefully that goes good but um, alright so let's get through this tonight um I didn't really know what to call this episode, um, so I think we're going to call it Underloved. Underloved. Yeah, say it again. Underloved. Say it higher. Underloved. (laughs) (laughs) Say it with your deep man yawn voice. I almost burped. Okay. (laughs) Boop. Boop. Underloved. Ooh, that was good. Was it? Yeah, you kind of sounded like that one sketch on Portlandia where the girl is the guy. Lance. Lance. Yeah. Um, shout out Portlandia. Uh, so tonight is going to be called Underloved. We're going to talk about, you could even call it like um, underappreciated or underutilized. We're going to talk about a few different kinds of like tacos and a few different kinds of bass fishing rigs or styles that are just not used as much as they could, should be. Or maybe I, I would venture to guess that um, the one Lola's going to talk about uh, many people probably don't even know about. Many people probably don't even know about. And I've been on this this sucker uh, for years. Um, and I haven't caught a ton, a ton of fish on it because I don't always use it. And then after the derby, after fishing like a specific type of cover, I'm like, ah! I That's always the worst. Yeah, yeah. I should have thrown <laughs> this. It would have been perfect. And it's not a very yeah. tough, it's not one of those really weird exotic rigs that's hard to tie up and takes like a super specific knot that you need four hands for. Like it's a pretty simple rig, but it's really creative and smart and dope. And it was birthed out of a necessity. Like how can I get a lure into this area? Um, so we're going to do underloved tacos that don't get enough love and styles of fishing that people probably aren't as familiar with as maybe they should be and nate my friend you are up first you can hit us with your taco or your fishing rig whatever you want to go with go uh i'm gonna say i'll have to start with the taco do it uh, all right and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go with uh the simplicity of what a taco is you know okay fixes shell yeah it doesn't always have to be fancy or Uh, extravagant or spend you know hours and hours preparing <laughs> right. um, it, it can be can be as simple as you know going to your local sam's club or walmart or you know grocery store getting a pre-made rotisserie chicken yeah that is a good one breaking it down seasoning it up and uh you know throwing it in a skillet with some oil and just making really good like pulled chicken tacos yeah and, okay uh, 
yeah so so i did that what last week i think it was and yeah. uh i'm gonna be it, it turned out honestly it turned out better than i kind of anticipated i was just wanting some, some chicken tacos and i wanted to do something real quick and easy yeah and uh a, a sam's club chicken the whole bird cooked season <laughs> the whole you bird know, it, it's it's five bucks. You know? Yeah, you can't, you can't so go wrong. Eat it. yeah. It's it's and they're so good, even if you just mm. eat them by themselves. But mm-hmm. uh, took the bird home, um, broke it down. Just what do you mean by that? Everything. Broke it down. You mean you just pulled it apart, like little bit by little I, bit, like with your fingers, or how did you do that? Yeah, I literally waited. I let the I let it cool down, and I just peeled every piece of meat off of it that I could find, and uh, and mixed it all together, and um, then I seasoned it uh, with. Uh, Weber's carne asada and some tahini seasoning, little garlic powder, onion powder, and then I just threw it in a. Uh, again, I was trying to be quick and easy, so I just threw it in a skillet on on the stove in the house instead of going outside to the Blackstone or something like that. But okay, um, just put some olive oil down, let it get hot, throw the throw that chicken in there, so you get some of those crispy bits, and uh, yeah, stir it up, throw it on a tortilla, and just go to town yeah. it was it was so simple so delicious uh topped uh topped them with uh a little lime juice uh valentina's hot sauce if you haven't had that it's i've not it's have phenomenal. you had that Mm-mm. valentina's oh, hot man. sauce what makes it yeah. so yummy yeah why is it so good it's just, it's just it's just super flavorful it's kind of like your basic like louisiana hot sauce or you know whatever but it's just louisiana it's just, yeah, all led down, leads down down there in Orleans. Uh, <laughs> See that gator? He down in the water. Shoot him. Uh, but yeah, it's just a, it's just a kind of you know Mexican style um, hot sauce. It's just super flavorful. It's super good. Okay. Not a ton of kick. Just a lot of flavor. <laughs> I like you know, that. For your basic like red, you know, style hot sauce. You yeah. Know? Um, cheese. Uh, I just did pico and uh, a little bit of avocado serrano sauce which is a, a green uh a green hot sauce um okay not quite salsa verde right, it's right, more right. Of like a creamy yeah, it's sauce more, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's like a light green sort of do you buy yeah. your pico or do you make it or does it depend on the occasion this yeah it does definitely depend on the occasion if we you know like a couple times this summer when we had the ingredients from yep. uh you know friends gardens and stuff the we best cut up, cut up our own stuff yeah and make That's our own fancy. Pico. but this this was just a little a uh, little container of pico that I got from the Aldi, and I just yes. dressed it up. I just dressed it up with a little more <laughs> seasonings <laughs> and uh, some cilantro, and I think I put a little more jalapeno in it, and uh, that was really about it. So. Okay, let me ask you a couple specific questions. Question number one: Shoot. When when you chop up cilantro, uh, are you chopping it up like fine, or do you leave it kind of leafy? Because I can, I sort of vacillate. There's times that I really want like leafy. I feel like it tastes more authentic or something, which I know is just in my head. And there's other times where I kind of chop it up fine. What what what's your go to, Nate, for cilantro? Yeah, so I've talked with a few people about this, and uh, I, I believe it. My wife and I were kind of, it seems like in the minority when it comes to cilantro, okay. to where we we pull the cilantro leaf from the stem. No, no stems mm-hmm. in our cilantro. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so That's fine. pull the, yeah. So I, I, I've talked to quite a few people and they're like, you really take the time to take the leaves and the stems apart. That well, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, to me, it just tastes better. I like the texture a little bit better that way. Um, but yeah, then I just, I kind of lay all the leaves together. I kind of try to ball them up 
and then just uh, thin slices. Okay. That's it. I don't, I don't, you know, over dice yeah, it or cross hatch yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't like it over minced, you know, because then it becomes like too, too soft and wilty. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it'll, it'll keep That's a little bit of that leafy, you know, texture, but it's still, you know, nice and thin. So you can spread it, you know, throughout your taco. Yeah. really well so that that's how we do it um but yeah so that's i mean that was Good about it out. like i said yeah hot sauce cheese pico okay so that cheese. was my other question though uh lola what is unmelted cheese you have a ufo in the background nate <laughs> well it could have been okay. uh, my, my guess is a crotch rocket but okay you know, okay yeah you never so, know, but you're not out there. You yeah. can't see it, so it could have been a UFO. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm I'm actually in my basement. Yeah, sitting, you know, just I bet, hanging out. I bet, I'll bet it, it was a UFO. Mm-hmm. We have proof. <laughs> it was we have that proof. Loud, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we have proof. Uh, there used to be this really funny show, super late at night on like AM radio, called Coast to Coast with George Nori, uh, where people would call in with like these crazy like conspiracy theories about like supernatural things and what. And the show was dope. Like it was so entertaining if you were driving on a late night like road trip just to keep you awake. And I'll never forget this one time. This fellow's like, "That's it." I I've got it. I have undisputable evidence of ghosts, of afterlife, uh, blah, 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 blah. He's like, there's a, there is a um, children's school in like Pennsylvania or West Virginia or something, he said. He goes, it burned down and I went in there with the tape recorder and I got one of the ghosts trying to communicate with me. I have it here. And the guy's like, the host is like, okay, play it. And he goes, nah. he goes, see, I told you. <laughs> I just remember being like, you idiot. <laughs> like, like that was some dude in the background, like, like waking up and stretching or nah. like, that was oh not gosh. a ghost. That was not indisputable. Um, any, but that was, yeah, we have undisputable yep, evidence of, of UFO life because of Nate. Lola, what's worse than unmelted shredded cheese on a taco? Oh man. Nothing. Nothing. I love cheese and I love tacos, but very often but I don't, I don't, want don't it like put gritty and like hard. That's what I'm saying. I'm about to hit people with an unpopular opinion. I don't like putting shredded cheese on a taco because if it doesn't melt, it's so gross to well, me. Well, that's why you put it in a certain order so it does melt. How do you do it, Nate? Do you have, do you have melted or unmelted shredded cheese on your taco? Well, he does it properly, I'm sure. Well, here, well, let's she, hear it. She she is 100 percent right. Oh, There's snap, a proper oh, dang. way to build the taco. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what yeah, is that? You, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell it, our tell our our people what is it. If you are not putting your cheese directly on your meat so that it melts, Amen, from the heat from the meat, you're doing something wrong. Like you're doing an injustice mm-hmm. to the taco. Yep. So because I'm right, right? Like shredded yeah, cheese oh, not yeah. melted is so gross on a taco. Yeah, but you're doing yeah. it wrong, then, honey. Yep. I yeah, feel like I've so done sorry. that a lot. Yeah, well, and I don't know why. <laughs> just yeah, got to put not, it in the right order. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Maybe I just need to lay out the ingredients. All, so. You should. Next Easier. time we make a taco, you should do like a. Okay, honey, here's the meat. Yeah, like that, and then um, the cheese. Color by number. And then the. Go yeah. number one, then go number two, then add well, number not three. Number one and number two. While yeah, you're that doesn't eating, sound but right. Anyway. A, B, C. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do alphabet. Okay. Yeah, that's better. But right on. Yeah. Okay. A little starting line and a finish line. But yeah. So a lot of times when I build the taco, I like yeah. to put my hot sauce on the meat just because I like that. Mm, I the like flavor. That, yeah. The flavor. But it kind of gets up in it. Meat. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then it's not too so, drippy. It kind of like soaks in. Yeah, it does sort of. Exactly they kind of it. absorb yeah. each other Gosh. or something. Yeah. I get so, you. Yeah. So shell, meat, yeah. hot sauce, cheese, and okay. then, you know, whatever else uh, you want to go go with after that. So, Do you F with queso, Nate? Um, not super often, although okay. a couple, a couple tacos ago, 
A couple tacos ago. (laughs) (laughs) A couple tacos ago, I bought a, it was like a tube uh, or a squeeze bottle, if you will, of, I think it was like old El Paso, like queso Mm -hmm. something, but it's in like a squirt bottle. Like you could, yeah, like, you know, a a hot sauce would come in or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, You just kind of squeeze over your, I I used it once um, and haven't used it since. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I loved it or not, but. Okay. It, it added a different flavor. Uh, it was it was good. It wasn't it wasn't like it was gross, and that's why I haven't used it. But I never I, I never it, really liked so that's liked queso it. before. Really, and then you came along, and yeah. I was like, well, I don't and know. My, sometimes my sometimes, whiteness got yeah, to you. got right to me. But it's not like it's not like Mexican <laughs> restaurant queso. No, it's like it's like salsa con queso whatever tostitos brand yeah, or whatever it, it and it's like authentic. sometimes it just you went in there ordering some of that melted cheese yeah, yeah. give me some of that melted melt <laughs> oh my god from a taco and don't be putting that cilantro on there i want no vegetables nope. oh my god i don't want no green stuff on there no man unless it's a lapanina um <laughs> yeah so i mean so I like remember when queso, we talked but... to uh kyle vandiver yeah he said he chose queso over salsa yeah and yeah, i i just I knew that we were that, buddies yeah, yeah. Shout out Kyle Vandiver. Good one. Thank you. That was better. It's still a little lethargic, <laughs> but it was it was better. What do they call him? Vandy Hammer? Vandy Hammer. Yeah, oh, shout out Vandy Hammer. Shout yeah. out Vandy Hammer for sure. <laughs> yeah, because Queso is it. All right, what, what's the underloved fishing thing, Nate, that you got? Yes, the one I'm bringing to the table. Bring is, it. Bring it to the table. Uh, it's going to be the, the chicken rig. What the okay. heck is a chicken rig? <laughs> <laughs> Did you do that because exactly. you chose chicken tacos just to keep it oh like consistent? Oh, gosh. Why not play on it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I like yeah. it. We're on, we're on a chicken <laughs> the kick. chicken here. rig. Chicken kick. Might, <laughs> might as well keep rolling chicken with kick. it. But, uh, yeah, so so it's a chicken rig. It's, uh, it's a rig that's probably been around... I don't know, five, six years ago. It's now. a while. Um, yeah. It came out. Yeah. It's been, it's been out a while, but it's, I think it kind of, it kind of popped off quick for a second and then it's kind of, kind of been forgotten about, but, uh, it's honestly, it's a fairly, fairly simple rig. So if anybody, uh, is into, you know, finesse fishing, they kind of know what a Nico rig is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's just a kind of like a, a trick worm style bait, you know, something kind of thin and, you know, worm style, straight worm. Uh, and then you kind of nail weight one end of it, and then you just like kind of like hook through the middle uh, long ways. Kind of like that, a wacky that, rig with a weight on kinda, one end. Exactly, kind of yeah. like a wacky rig with a weight on one end. But uh, uh, and then you can kind of you know pop it on the bottom or bottom bounce it or you know roll it over some some uh, you know some rocks or some some light structure on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way where the chicken rig kind of rose is people wanted to get a similar presentation into a place where, uh, you know, you you wouldn't typically throw an open hook, uh, Nico rig, uh, which, you know, which you have there. So, uh, the chicken rig is very similar, uh, to the Nico rig. You get your same nail weight on the end of your worm. And then, uh, instead of using a Nico, well, instead of Nico hooking, um, you can still use an eco hook or uh, a straight shank, you know, mm-hmm. smaller straight shank hook yeah. or something like that. Uh, you you actually Texas rig the bait kind of instead of starting at the top of the bait or opposite of the hook, you kind of start in the middle of it. Uh, so that way, um, if you get any of those those kind of like nipping style bites where they want to you know just get the bottom half of your worm or something like that or just pick it directly up off the bottom, your hook is already 
you know, halfway down your bait instead of yeah. being up towards the top so they can, you know, they can get it nice and easy. And then, you know, being that your Texas rigging that you can you know, essentially weedless, you can really throw it anywhere and it gives you a real unique presentation, uh, you know, that, that fish don't, you know, that like I said, it's, it's kind of forgotten about people don't yeah. throw it much. So it's, uh, you know, get it, get it and sling it into those tight places where you wouldn't typically you know, throw a Nico rig or, or something like that and, uh, you know, see what happens. What kind of, what kind of, uh, weight are you throwing in a, in a chicken rig, Nate? Like you, do you have any idea on like the actual weights of the nail weights you push in? And are you the type of feller, uh, on nail weights, you can either use like an actual nail weight where you push the whole dang thing into the body of the, of the worm, or you can do like the kind of, I don't know if they call them like, kind of like a mushroom head, kind of like a peg style, yep. where there's like yeah, a, a, a nail weight moon, with, yeah. yeah, with a little like cap on the end of it. What, what's your what's your go to? Yeah, so I, I typically will will kind of dictate that depending on the cover that I'm fishing. Sure. Um, if it's if it's more uh, grass and sticks based, if you will, you know something you can kind of catch on a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will I will throw a. Uh, nail style weight something that you like can push get all the, yep, get all the way yeah. inside the bait yeah um but if i'm if i'm going to be throwing it around a little bit more harder structure rockier um you know rock uh maybe i got some uh, some rock humps down on the you know 10 or 15 foot of water and i want to hop it around these rock humps or uh rock piles or something like that i'll i will use like a mushroom style uh, uh nail weight there to where you can actually like you know, especially if you're using like a tungsten style one, you can actually like it'll it'll tick as it hops on that rock. You know, down yeah, it'll the make bottom. like a so clicking it'll, sound. It'll kind of like yeah, clack. Draw draw a little bit of attention to it. Does and, it maybe uh, cluck? You know, Does it cluck, click, or clack? I'm just saying. It, oh, chicken rig. Yeah, is that why it's called a chicken rig? rig or did may... you already explain this and I zoned out? No, no, you didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> did not explain You may have it. zoned heard, out, but he didn't say that. Yeah. yeah, I've heard I've heard a couple different uh um you know, stories on why it's called the chicken rig. Um but you know, it's, it's one I've you know, one side is people want to throw a Nico rig but they're too afraid to get snacked up, so they're mm. chickens, so they you know, mm. call it the chicken rig. Others uh I think the other story I heard was something about it's like backwards wacky rig something wacky worm something to where it's like bwwk and that you know acronym sounds like like what a chicken does oh that's funny (laughs) i never heard that backwards wacky yeah yeah i like both of those yeah yep so Hmm. uh but the the cluck makes sense though too because like so the the truth is on on those little like uh, nail weights with like the half moon shape on the end, if it does make a clicking sound like hitting rocks and whatever, um, when crayfish when they snap their tails to swim backwards, um, you know because they all swim backwards, they make a a clicking yep. sound mm. like that's like if yep. you hear it underwater, that's literally how they. And so if you flip over like a rock and there's a bunch of crayfish. It's, you just hear the it's really mm-hmm. weird but the bass know it so having that clicking or potentially clucking clucking yeah that could actually really help yeah definitely and and you know crayfish relate really well to rocks so having that that yeah. um you know that that half moon or that exposed uh nail weight uh you know out there to make a little bit of noise a little mm-hmm. commotion and bring a little attention to that finesse style um 
uh, bait, you know, that finesse style presentation. So that's that's what I have. That's I like the it. kind mm-hmm. of forgotten about underloved uh, chicken underrated maybe underrated underappreciated yeah i don't know underloved is cute i like underloved underloved reminds me of the skate shop i used to work for when i was like 17 cute called underloud and uh shout out underloud r.i.p but it was a fun place to work and hang out and stuff (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken rig. There it is. Thank you, Nate. Appreciate it. I like the Z Man nail weights. They have like a little plastic, uh, I don't know what you even call it, like a barb almost that goes inside of like the worm. And I feel like they stick a little bit better. I found that no discs. I love VMC stuff. Like the new Redline series by VMC. um, It's not just a gimmick. Like they're actually really dope hooks. And the fact that they come with that little plastic thing that shows what size it is um is so smart and so simple to me but i'm not really a fan of the vmc um nail weights like they just kind of fall out those those z-man ones with that little plastic barb they stay in really really well so that's just my little inside tip on it i like it yeah and see see me i do that's where i'll i typically i'll I'll use you know like i said i'll use those those vmcs those exact vmc like uh, well, I don't know how to how to put this, but like, what are they, Jordan? They're they're those little triangles that are kind of like mm-hmm. stacked up on top yep. of each other. Yeah, they're almost like you a know, really spread like, out like coarse thread screw or something. Yeah, because it's like it's well, like little yeah. rings that kind of go down, but they're spread out really far. Yeah, the ones I have, they're actual. I I've seen the ones you're talking about, but these ones are like the like the fully uh, you know the fully embedded nail weights. Okay, um, and they're like they're like stacked up triangles kind of on top of each other oh the so ones you can like break off yeah 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 there's those ones too you can break off, off like a weight yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah for sure so, that's, which i think or, that's or really smart clip them off yeah so yeah. i'll there i'll bury those all the way um all the way in you know um, like a eight ounce or something like that mm-hmm. if i'm uh you know fishing around grass or, or wood and then uh the those z-man you know half moons or um mushroom heads i think is what they call them yeah they're really dope uh yeah those are really dope i got a bunch of those too so and they're painted well, so if you're clicking them on rocks, they they will chip up, but not 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 right away. So, all right, Lola, yeah, they, you're up on some underloved okay. stuff. Do you want to talk taco stuff first or start fishing with tacos. stuff? Okay, we're, um, we're sticking with the taco first. Yeah, we're going back and forth. Yeah, go. So, I don't know if this is underloved, but it's a new one, and maybe people haven't tried it because we never had. Um, it's just a different take, I guess. You know how. Mark is so disgusted with us with having a brat in a tortilla. Mark LaFont, shout out, but a negative shout out. No, Mark, we love you. Um, but he does not like us eating brats and tortillas. But he hasn't tried it, so yeah. his opinion is invalid. Boom. Because if you're not, never mind. Um, so all, <laughs> what this is is a hamburger taco which sounds so ridiculous it sounds ridiculous but what so my brother john and his wife liz my sister-in-law they came over with my the three, reason why you almost didn't make this podcast yeah i was just a bit emotional um and tired um and their three boys my nephews came over and they're like we're bringing dinner i'm like wait, wait. Say, say their names because one oh. of them listens to the podcast noah all the dawson and milo yeah shout out all three but noah's always like listening to yeah, the podcast so what's boy. up noah <laughs> um yeah <Heck> awesome <laughs> So what you do is you take those tortillas that we love, the uncooked ones by Tortilla, Tortilla Land, Land. Yeah. Um, and you cook them on your griddle just lightly, and then you already have your um, like ground beef in a 
bowl, like seasoned, we seasoned it with wood fired garlic. Yeah, from Kinder's. Um, I That's think, really is that good. it? Was so it that good. and then some salt? Yeah, I, think. I don't think he did much to him. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, what you do is you take the ground beef on, and then you spread it on the cooked tortilla and then flip it over so then it cooks the burger and then you take it off. Yeah. And then so it almost looks like a weird like tostada one sided quesadilla yeah. burger or something. Yeah. But then what you do is you can like lift up the tortilla to make sure that the ground beef is cooking and whatever. And then you take it off of the griddle and have it face up. I think we posted this on our Instagram and stuff. So um, you saw pictures of it. And then um, like we had all the fixings. So we had hamburger fixings. Yeah, hamburger. So it was like there was ketchup, mustard. We made a homemade Big Mac sauce. And by we, I mean my sister-in-law, Melissa. um, And chopped up pickles and tomatoes and onions Onions, and lettuce. and, And it was just... It was so stinking good. Yeah, it was just. It I was think like. I it was like two. Almost, yeah, I did too. It was almost annoying how good it was on some like, dude. Why haven't I had this before? It's and it so was, simple. It was like and, less bread, and it was just in such a different way that it just yeah. it just tasted. I don't know. It was so good. Mark is somewhere rolling his eyes. It's like, right oh now. my gosh! Now we're doing hamburgers. <laughs> what else are they gonna ruin? Stupid <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. So but yeah. So I mean, it's just the simplest deal. Mm-hmm. And again, we, that's something we've talked about on this show a million times is how with fishing outside of like regulations, there's not rules. If you want to try this lure at this depth and this color, maybe it doesn't make sense, but if it catches fish dope. Yeah. Tacos like, dude, there's nothing stopping you from making some kind of like really dope, like dessert taco where oh, you I was just gonna make say, bananas and yeah. um, cream cheese and, and whipped cream and, and, yeah, and make a taco. Like, that could be fantastic. I mean, cinnamon sugar and powdered sugar on a tortilla that's fried up is super yummy with yeah. some butter. That yeah. is so good. That's not a taco necessarily, but it's a tortilla. Yeah, but I mean, put a burger in a taco. Yeah. It's not supposed to happen, yeah. but it works. But it works. Have you heard of burger tacos, Nate? I have, yeah. I think that I think I've heard them like burger tacos or smash tacos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I've I've heard and and seen some of this. I I actually was at the store tonight and bought some bought some burger and some stuff to make burgers. So I might have to do it this way. Veer, yeah, I might have to veer a little bit and give this a try because I think I got it was good tortillas and, and all the all the burgers. Have you done the tortilla here. land Honestly, yet, Nate? Yeah, oh yeah. I have not. No, oh, Nate, what are you? What are you even doing, man? Here, so here's the thing. Okay. Man. Oh my I, gosh, man! I I get I get set in my ways, mm-hmm. and, and I, I I'm a mission guy, and mm-hmm. if, it, <laughs> and if it's guy. not a mission, <laughs> and if it's not a mission tortilla, yeah. I really struggle You're a snob. to. You're a tortilla to snob. I, I, that's it. You know, uh-huh. they're just so light and fluffy, yeah, and they're just so good. They're so good. They're just so good. <laughs> Nate, do you ever watch um, Taco Chronicles on Netflix? I watch uh, next to no TV ever. Okay, so, okay. so that's a no then. That's mm-hmm. a no. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> you need to at least at least watch a couple of the show on Netflix called Taco Chronicles. It is such a cool little like documentary vibe, whatever about different either city like indigenous tacos to this area or that area or how this one place got their start or whatever. And a lot of these places make their own tortillas. And whenever I see people making their own tortillas, they look unbelievable. Mm-hmm. They look all like puffed up like that, like that, uh, 
puffy thing you get on like a crust of pizza sometimes but like the whole tortilla is <laughs> puffed up like that with like a little bit of seasoning and it's usually like a 900 year old like like the mom on uh coco disney grandma, movie Co- yeah. like the grandma the abuelita yeah uh mm-hmm. like her like flipping these tortillas and i'm like oh my gosh i have to so figure good. out how to make so my wait own Nate, when you go out for tacos are you like um, it's not a mission tortilla but it's fine or is it delicious yeah, good question. yeah, most of the time, I just <laughs> hope that the... He brings his own. <laughs> <laughs> like in his shirt, like in a like in a suit coat pocket, like opens it up. Like, I got what you need, baby. Pulls it out. I just, I, I just tell the waiter, hey, hey, throw these on the grill for me back there. Hey, 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 do these up for me, I dog. I got some tacking, yeah, too. A couple, couple 30 seconds on each side. Oh, my Bring gosh. Back. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> no, but much. yeah, I just, I just hope that the... the you know, the meat and the fixings kind of makes me not think about the show. Oh, my gosh, so, Nate. <laughs> you are ridiculous. This is a does, flat you know, show. Depending on where you go. Yeah. So. yeah. I was also thinking about I mean, today. but honestly, though, you've gone to places where you've gotten, like, you've had a taco and, mm-hmm. like, the shell was awful. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's an taco, absolute so. ruiner. Yeah. yeah. There's there's not many things in, like, the, the, the culinary world that the one thing ruins everything. Like, a taco mm-hmm. shell will ruin a taco. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's almost. I mean, you could have you could have a bowl of cereal with milk with chunks in it. That's not oh my as gosh. bad as a bad oh my taco gosh. show. <laughs> I, I mean, straight up, dude. I've, I've had burgers and maggots in. Oh, them. I'm gonna vomit. I'm just kidding. I haven't. Oh my god. Speaking gosh. of which, Nate, I was just thinking as we were chopping oh up uh, the Fence Lake Derby thing, we have got to if we're gonna continue to board, uh, board up with uh, board up, room board up. up, room and board. With the LaFonts, if we're going to continue to do so much, thank. If we're going to continue <laughs> so to do that, <laughs> we have got to convince Mark that he's okay to have tacos during a, a fishing tournament. He won't do it. Yes. Because yes, I, I, can't, I can't keep traveling around to different places and missing out on what tacos may be offered to me. I mean, PJ's Burger Barn was dope, but like I want, I want some local hole-in-the-wall tacos from like a grocery store or something. I agree with that. We have to. Yeah, dude. I have to butter them up or get them. I don't know, get them some Pepto or something. Or we could do like you. We could do like you. That'd do be a with, solid sponsorship for him. That would honestly. be so funny. <laughs> he, should, he, should look, he should look into that. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh we we gosh. could get sponsored by Mission. He could get sponsored by like Amodium AD. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just be, it'll just work out, and then I'll bump some off of him. Oh my god. Uh, all right, Bird. Are you bum ready to bump? Oh, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um. Are you ready to break the world off with your oh, underloved yeah. fishing thing? And the the one that Lola chose, I found like an article written by one of our absolute favorite fishermen on planet Earth, which is Mike Iconelli. We love Ike, dude. I'm, I've been an Ike fan forever. Even I feel like back in the day, he had a lot more hatred around him than he has now. And I always liked him even then because he was just so unashamedly himself. And I loved that about him. Uh, and he's a very versatile dude. He tries all the, the weird stuff, the new stuff, the traditional stuff. I mean, he's a very versatile, well-rounded fisherman. And so the rig that she's going to describe, it's hard to kind of walk through on an audio podcast. And of course, uh, tomorrow or the day after, we'll post photos of all these rigs we're talking about. So if it's not making sense in your mind's eye, either A, Google it, or B, we'll post some photos of how we do it. Um, But Lola's going to read this article um, 
because I think he does a good job of describing it, and then we'll kind of break it down from there. Is that fair? Yeah. Do you want me to read the four things to build this bad boy, like specifically, like all of those? Uh, you could. I yeah, because it's not very long, I don't okay. think. And okay. I, I feel yeah. like he, I feel like he does a really good job of kind of breaking it down, um, getting specific with like the elements. So all right. sure. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Now this is top secret. Top secret. Is that what he put on there? Yeah. yeah. It's called <laughs> so dramatic. the tiny child rig. The tiny child rig, dude. Which honestly is funny, as Nate was describing the chicken rig, the tiny child rig is not all that different from it, but it kind of is. So but go ahead. But it's so easy that yeah. even a child could do it. Is that why it's called that? Yeah. Is that really why? It doesn't say that in here, but yes. Oh, huh. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, this rig is basically a weedless version of the Ned rig. Yeah. At the same time, though... It has a completely different look to it. It does. The weedless part is a big deal. We all know that the Ned Rig is one of the hottest finesse techniques around, and for good reason. It catches bass by the ton. But we also know that it'll hang on anything and everything in the water. And even with a weedless hook, hang-ups can be an issue. The Tiny Child Rig solves those issues. So you will need four things to build this bad boy. We'll start with the hook. I like a VMC Finesse Nico hook in a size 2 or a size 1. It has just the right bend off its shank, and the hook point has a 3-degree offset that really helps with hook sets. The other thing I like about this hook is that it has an adjustable fluorocarbon bait keeper on the shank. I have, my mouth is so dry. It's okay. <laughs> that hey, keeps so the do bait you, do you, on I the hook. Do you understand? I think you do. I'm, actually, I know you do. I'm pretty sure you do, Nate. It took me forever until I realized the way that they do hook sizes, like the way that the scale oh. works. It used, I mean, and forever until like I think I worked at Gander. Like it confused the yeah, daylights yeah. out of me. Mm. So in the solid numbers, if you go like 10, 10 is like a really, really small hook. And then you go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. And he said size 2 or size 1. Mm -hmm. So then size 2, size 1 is big. Yeah. And then you go from there, you go to 1-aught, 2-aught, 3-aught, and it goes the exact opposite direction. So 1-aught is small and like a 7-aught is like a giant beast hook. Hmm. So it's yeah. just confusing. Yeah. Like without the aught, so like the one yeah. slash zero, slash I'm trying to make zero. it, yeah, trying to make it make sense for anybody who maybe felt like I did a bunch of years ago. It goes like big number means small up to one, and then one is small up to bigger number means bigger. It's, yeah. it's like up the hill, down yeah. the, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird, right? But anyway, so if you don't hear the aught, two and one is actually kind of a big hook for a smaller sized hook like that. Okay. Okay, sorry. Next, you'll need a bait. I prefer a Berkley Powerbait Max Scent the General Worm in the 4-inch size or a Berkley Powerbait Flute Worm in the 4.7-inch size. The flute Worm's legit. If you push me, really, really I'd have cool, to say yeah. that's my favorite. Or that my favorite is the Flute Worm. Are you saying that or is that I'm Ike? I'm saying it. It was Ike. Oh, okay. Is that your favorite? <laughs> mm -hmm. The Flute Worm? Yep. Mm -hmm. Can you do a flute sound? <laughs> I cannot. That, oh, wow. Sounded like a piccolo. It was. <laughs> now, you'll need a nail weight. My most favorite is the VMC Half Moon Wacky Weight in the eighth ounce size. Man, sounds like Nate wrote this article. Oh, boy. Our final component is a small bottle of super glue. What? I don't do the super glue thing. Any brand will work as long as it's strong, waterproof, and dries fast. Why don't you use super glue? I just think it's annoying to mess with it. I know There's a lot, no a lot of people do, and I think Nate Loctite. does sometimes. Yep. Loctite. Loctite. 
gel, like I want to mm. say it's blue, maybe like instant hold or something like that. It's like yeah. hardens in like five seconds, Loctite little squeeze bottle that doesn't get on your fingers. That's the one to go with. I've, I've tried a bunch of different super glues. Well, super glue on your fingers is the worst. It's so. the it worst. Yeah. That, that little Loctite bottle is, uh, and the gel so you can control where it goes. Mm, is not so drippy. Yeah, exactly. Basically what people do is they'll, they'll super glue um, the soft plastic to, like in this case, the um, the hook shank or... This the, says once that's done, it's time to put the nail weight into the fat end of the bait. But before you do, put a tiny dab of super glue like on the end of the weight. Yep. That'll hold it in place as the rig bounces along the bottom. Yep. Is that yeah, it? And a lot of it, well, that yeah, was and a lot of it too, of it. with with uh, you know, once you catch a fish with it, that fish thrashing back and forth trying to you know, yeah, throw he the can hook. toss it. A lot of times they'll sling the sinker as well, you know. So if you use that super glue and just just uh, just lock tight that right on in there. So. Hmm. Yeah. Was that the Shout whole article? No. Okay, keep going. Well, it just says putting the tiny <laughs> child rig together is easy, and then yeah. it kind of walks through. Yeah, that. walk it through because that because it's weird. If you looked at it with the line to it, you'd be like, "What am I looking at here?" But then when you realize what it's for, it makes so much sense. Well, the first thing we need to do is shorten our plastic bait. If I'm using the general, I'll cut it off at about the ring egg sack and keep the <laughs> thickest end. If I'm using a flute worm, I'll cut it off. At the last ring closest to the tail, again, I keep the thickest part. Either way, I end up with something around three inches long or maybe a little better than that. The next step is to Texas rig your bait with the VMC Finesse Nico hook. Do that from the skinny end, not the fat end. This is important. Don't put your hook. It actually says don't put you hook. Don't put you don't hook. Don't put you hook. So much through the, sick, the sickest. Don't the thickest. put you the, don't you hook. Don't put your hook through yeah. the thickest end. You'll understand why in just a minute. <laughs> Once that's done, and this is what I read already, um, it's time to put the nail weight into the fat end of the bait. But mm. before you do, do the super glue super on the glue. end of the weight. So now you have a Ned rig with the weight at the bottom and your hook on top. That design will make it weedless as well as make it stagger along the bottom as you drag it over whatever's there. It'll stagger along like a tiny child who's just starting to walk. What in the world? <gasps> I'm telling you, this will <laughs> so take now we're your like Ned Rig fishing fish to another eating level. Our children. <laughs> what the heck? But it staggers along like a tiny child. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Wobbly. So is that why it's called that? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, so, okay, so picture a Ned rig with, um, instead of, like, a jig head where the line ties, a very finesse um, hook, like a Nico hook, um, text post, so that's in the, the flesh of the worm. It's not sticking out through, so it's rigged weedless. And then at the bottom of it, you have the nail weight. So when you throw it, it falls bottom first nail weight first and with this it slips into and through everything without getting snagged everything what say everything everything yeah sorry (laughs) you pointed at me i was like what you're asleep again i think um it slips through everything you can throw it in these stupidest thickest laydowns and bushes and whatever and it'll come back out clean 99.9 percent of the time this is one of those lures that like when you get into a specific setup you won't be able to fish anything else Hmm. 
truly like you can't flip a texas rig in there you can't flip a tokyo rig and, and sometimes tokyo rigs will actually fall cleaner even though it doesn't make sense in my head than a texas rig will um but a tiny child rig will it'll slip right into spots just like a tiny child just like a tiny child tiny little child it was a log and it had a stick underneath oh my gosh. sorry and i said that log had a child um, anyway, anyway. <laughs> so the tiny child rig is really, really dope. And I feel like it was absolutely born out of a need to like, dude, I can't fish in this super tangled up mess of limbs and brush and whatever. Um, what can I get in there? You know, cause usually when you're fishing like a brush pile, you're trying to pull fish off the brush pile with a jig or a crankbait or a jerk bait or a swim jig or whatever. With the tiny child, you're going into the brush pile or into the stick up to go get them. And it does not get enough love. Well, let's give it some love. It's underloved. Aww. It is very underloved and underappreciated. It is, Man. dude. And I, and I just think, and the cool thing is with it, if you're throwing it, especially, I've never thrown it on anything except for spinning. Uh, on spinning tackle, because it falls, um, pardon my language, ASS first. Oh, my beca- gosh. I know. Because the nail weight's in like the butt end of it. It just goes, <laughs> I mean, it falls like a bottle rocket. I mean, it just, it it goes straight down and on spinning it'll just i mean it'll just fly it's awesome it's really really cool nate have you fished the rig of chiny child tiny childness did you say chiny tiled <laughs> have you chiny tiled chiny tiled. I, I have i have a chiny tiled a couple times actually. <laughs> yeah. catch anything yeah and i've actually uh i, I did yeah. and i actually set my daughter up with it okay oh, a yeah. tiny child we with kinda, a tiny child yeah, <laughs> we kind of thought tiny child rig why not yeah you know, give them something weedless to throw around and, yep um i think i i just like stopped at walmart to get like the essentials for it because i'm not a big ned rig guy so i don't have a ton of like ned style baits or okay that, that shorter style um you know bait so i, I think i grabbed it was like a yum maybe yum dinger like yum dinger yeah yum that's dinger. like their yeah. cinco or whatever yeah yeah, yes, but it was the short, the short one. I can't. I think mm-hmm. it was three, maybe three and a half inches or something like that. Okay. But yeah, so just uh, you know, just tiny child that uh, up. I think it was like a baby bass color, so like sure. a kind of a laminate white pearl white, with the green. green in it. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, my daughter she caught she caught a nice little, uh, not nice at all, but it was you know maybe a <laughs> to her eight inch or yeah to yeah, her, to her she was, yeah she was she was jacked but Heck it was like. Yeah. A, little six to eight incher on on that so i love that um yeah so yeah we've we've thrown a little bit and yeah yeah i, I forget about it all the time because there's definitely instances where i could have could have had one of those tied on and, and yep. probably gone to work on them you know? it, yeah and and you wouldn't think with like a small hook like that rigging it up um like a texas rig you wouldn't think you get good hook sets but you actually do i've, I've had good luck i haven't really lost a ton of fish with like bad hook sets on it yeah, no, that's yeah, that's exactly right. Tiny child rig, underloved. Go try it. Um, again, I think you could. We'll we'll post some photos, but you could just Google tiny child rig, um, and yeah, you'll find it. It's it's kind of goofy looking, but also if you look at it from almost like a utilitarian mindset, you see like, oh, okay, so that's weedless. That's how it falls because of that weight, and it's really really skinny and narrow, so it'll get into spaces other stuff can't. It just makes sense. Go try it. Tiny child rig. All right, what you got for tacos and underloved? Yeah, so um, my taco is uh, I'm going to talk about chicken tinga tacos. And tinga, I think I've been, I think I've made tinga tacos way before I realized that they were actually called tinga tacos. And I've done it usually with um, 
gosh, dog it. What's that stuff called that you get like in the can? Um, Rotel, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Like spicy Rotel. And I always like, uh, yeah. I always pour like the juice out and stuff of it. But uh, basically, a chicken tinga taco is a chicken taco of, you know, obviously, um, but it's made with a sauce made from like reduced and sort of not like Italian at all, obviously, but made from like a reduction of like tomatoes um, and then like chipotle chilies and like adobo and sliced onions. That's sort of like the, it's super, it smells really good. It's sort of a reddish brownish when it's done. Um, I looked up some stuff on it, like the origin of it. Uh, and from what I found on Wikipedia. Oh. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Wikipedia. That was good. Yeah. Thank you. Um, (laughs) so all I found was chicken tinga, but I'm pretty sure you could do this with anything, you know, just like how birria tacos were started off with goat and like, you know, like the homies at um, Guac and Roll, which that's another one. Yeah. Um, Carlos, the guy who runs Guac and Roll, he's going to yeah. be on the podcast. Be awesome. He said he'd come to Strum and like come to the cabin and hang out. I'm going to ask him to bring us some burritos. And we'll have to ask him like, hey, you know, if you're bored and you want to bring some tacos. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll have to come up for that one, Nate, so you can get some tacos from Guac and Roll. Because <laughs> um, yeah. we need we need to, you know, while he's here, I don't know if he's listening to this now, but while he's here, I'm, I'm going to hit him up and like, dude, sponsor our show. Yeah. Give us like, you know, three, I crave it every day. Give us like 3% off burritos and we'll yeah. spawn. No, maybe not that much. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be more than that. But, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to have that feller on the show. But um, just like that place, you know, like Birria started off as like goat and now it's like whatever kind of meat. Mm-hmm. And I think Tinga is sort of the, sort of the same deal. So anyway, so the origin that I looked up online is although Tinga is consumed throughout central and southern Mexico, it's actually presumed to have a Puebloan origin. In recent years, this cuisine has been expanding across the borders and can be found in most Mexican restaurants. It's, it's, it's not like a new thing, but like labeling it Tinga and being recognized just like Birria kind of mm. is sort of a new thing that's catching on. Um, determining determining the exact place Tinga originated is difficult due to the lack of um, sufficient records and information about it. Um, here's a really funny thing, though. There's this thing called Dictionary of Mexicanisms, um, which was published in 1895 by Francisco J. Santa Maria. He sounds awesome. Uh, Yeah, it's a super rad name, Francisco J. Santa Maria. Uh, He defines Tinga, this is the funniest thing, uh, as a colloquial term for something vulgar or disorderly. Oh, my. <laughs> so you're going to go to a restaurant. Let me get them vulgar chicken tacos. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you a baddie, huh? Oh, yeah. You want them disorderly chicken tacos? <laughs> yeah, you know I do. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where that name kind of got mixed in with the whole, like, kind of tomato adobo seasoning, um, onions and chipotle chilies and whatever. Uh, but it's just like a lot of the stuff we've talked about. I'm sure in its origin, there was a specific way to do it. And now it's just sort of an easy way to make like a, you could even, you could sort of take um, what Nate was talking about with like the, the rotisserie chicken from somewhere, uh, you know, cause usually Tinga is a shredded chicken. Um, so the way that I do shredded chicken is, I don't know if it's the normal way. Like the I first- had never heard of it <laughs> and then you did it and I was so freaked out and yeah. then it was so yummy. Yeah. Yeah, the first time I made uh, shredded chicken tacos for Lola, which weirdly wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was like within the last year. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I waited so long to make my not world famous <laughs> shredded chicken tacos for you. Um, but the way I make shredded chicken, y'all, this is not maybe the normal way. I don't know. But I literally, I trim up chicken. That's To me, that's really important um, to trim the, the mess off Gross of it. Just like when off. you're processing a deer, like... Um, 
I'm sure most people know this, but when people refer to wild game as tasting gamey, um, it's usually because you didn't do a good enough job trimming off the silver skin or the connective tissues, or in the case of most uh, wild ungulates like white-tailed deer, their fat doesn't taste good like beef fat does. Mm. Like you cannot render down deer tallow or deer fat like you do beef fat without it tasting like waxy and gross Mm. and whatever. So most of the time, that's where that gamey flavor comes from is not trimming down the icky stuff well enough. Um, anywho, so with chicken, I just trim it down, get the fat off, get the connective tissues off that may be left on like a boneless chicken breast. And then I quite literally just boil it in water. He puts it in water and boils it. And I'm like, what the? Yeah. There's chicken water. Yeah. No seasoning. No, and no nothing. It's just, like it's literally weird. I'll put a teeny bit of like maybe some olive oil in the pan with it what? Um, and a, and water. And then I just boil it and there's no real like, even but a it little cooks bit, it, yeah. Not even and then a re- you can shred not it. even the clo- you could you you could ask me like, hey, do you boil that for five minutes? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. You could be like, you boil that for half an hour. I'd be like, yeah, I have no idea but how I long mean, I boil it cooked, for. But I mean, at least it's cooked because if it's not cooked, I'm not eating it. So, yeah. so this, <laughs> so I'm sorry, but this just oh, made me ahead. think of like <laughs> it's like a I don't know if it's like a reel or a meme or something that's running <laughs> oh, no. around, but <laughs> uh, it's a lady and she's like. She opens this pot lid and she's like, and it's cooked to perfection. And it is literally the whitest of white rice and white chicken breasts. And that's white just like a breast. picture. Yeah. And that's just a picture I got. Like no seasoning, no nothing. <laughs> nothing. Just, just white. The most Caucasian yeah. thing yes. I've ever heard. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm like, you are boiling chicken. No boiling seasoning, it. you white boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, so basically, yeah. So hey, hold on. It's going to get, it's going to get worse. So after I boil it, what I need to do is shred it. But I'm not trying to shred chicken that is 390,000 degrees. He's got them tender fingers. So I'll put it in a colander. um, Colander? Strainer? Is that the same thing? Yep. Um, I'll put it in a strainer, and then I'll just turn on the sink and just pour cold water over it until it's cold. So we're just getting even more flavor off of yeah, it if there was any Yeah, taking every bit of flavor off it you can. And then here, here, here's the, I'll, I'll give you the two ways to do it. I'll give you the smart way and the hack way. Whoa. Or no, the, the long that, way and the smart oh, slash it. hack way. So the long way is just start pulling it apart. Use your fingers, just pull it apart, okay. right? Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, but it takes a little bit. If you have like three or four good sized chicken breasts, it takes a hot Use minute to pull fingers? it all apart. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you just dissect it Not with your fingers. Forks? No, no, you just that your would fingers. maybe be the hack. So no, the hack then is if you have <laughs> a um, what's that thing I bought you for your birthday? The a KitchenAid mixer. Yeah, KitchenAid mixer. If you have a KitchenAid mixer with like the hook attachment on it, mm-hmm. you just throw it in there and put it on like middle of the road speed. So if it's like a eight speed, I don't know how high they go. You put on like four or whatever the, the number is, and it, it just shreds it perfectly. Like it shreds it you are perfectly, cute. and you don't have to do anything. It's so boil it. That's that's I've I've actually seen I've seen people do it with like the old school like like hand hand mixer. Yeah, exactly. I was just gonna say with the metal beaters that that you always want to lick the cake batter off. Yeah, yeah. lick that chicken off that that seasonless chicken chicken (laughs) off of that beater. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So like, uh, and the cool thing is if you do the the mixer. Just however long you leave it in there is what determines how finely shredded it is. So if you, you don't want really want it to be, if you want it to be a little chunky, like just let it go around for like 15 seconds and you can be done. If you want it to be way fine shredded, just let it keep going. Um, so then I take it out and then that's when I do kind of what Nate does. Like I'll put like olive oil in a pan and I'll pan fry it with a bunch of like, you know, whatever seasonings that are dope. I, I've, I've talked about it on here before, but the Holy Voodoo seasoning by Meat Church is the absolute jam. Um, or if Lola has some of her sofrito 
um, which is like that Puerto Rican seasoning, whatever. I'll put aromatic some, Aromatic seasoning. I'll put that on there because it smells good, tastes good, whatever. Uh, and then, yeah, reduce down some Rotel with some like chilies and some onions and whatever. And it just, Tinga tacos are so dope. They're not difficult. Really, really not difficult. Um, and then, yeah, have at it. Just devour the dang things. Tinga. Mm-hmm. So you get that uh, you get that vulgar taco. Get it. Yeah. Uh all right. So my uh, my underloved tackle tip for you is I think specific to right now, but I also think this is something that Nate used to pick on me for all the time in the Quad Cities when we lived down there and, and our homie Jeff would pick on me for is Throwing I throwing that crab. <laughs> throwing that crab bait <laughs> no uh when i when something I went, else <laughs> i went to bass pro shop one time and it was one that was near the coast or something where they had like a saltwater thing and i bought a couple packages of bass pro shops like soft plastic like crabs because mm-hmm. i'm like oh they've never seen this around here this will work it doesn't work They've never seen it because that's not what they see. No, like, but I still, but I mean, yeah, but I've seen videos of people catching bass on like square Swedish pieces fish. of logs. Yeah, I've caught northern pike on Swedish fish. I thought for sure. I was always trying to get Nate to use a crab. He wouldn't even take it. He wouldn't uh, even touch one. Were they cute? <laughs> they were kind of cute, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to give Nate crabs, but it didn't work. Oh, my gosh. So, um, <laughs> oh my gosh. so Nate and Jeff used to always make fun of me for throwing like a size, like a size one square bill. Mm. Or even smaller, like a like almost like 0.5 square bill. And so my underloved um, rig isn't really a rig so much as so much as it is a technique, and that is to way way downsize your tackle. So tiny baits, like tiny teeny baits. And I'm not talking about that new like what is it called BFS or whatever the bait finesse system or whatever. Bait finesse system, yeah. Uh, I'm talking about like just just small little crankbaits, small mm. little square bills, small little like like Rapala. A bunch of years ago, this is probably I don't know what 15 years ago, maybe longer. They had this whole marketing campaign about like bullies always pick on the little guy or something and like using small baits to catch big fish. And there's something about it, man. When you throw like a teeny little bait, like sure, maybe you will catch some smaller fish too, but um, I've caught a lot of really good sizable fish Mm -hmm. on teeny, tiny, tiny crankbaits. Um, I'll show some pictures on our social um, of some of the square bills that I use on a regular. And Nate, you know about that one. I used to always throw that yeah. little itty bitty yeah, sure. um, lucky strike true blue chartreuse size one, not the one and a half, the size one, which is an absolute like pain in the keister to try and throw on bait casting equipment. But man, it catches fish. And I think specifically it works really well this time of year when your water temperatures start dropping again. Um, because usually like the end of the very, very end of the summer, right before fall, um, fishing gets really difficult. Like it gets really hard to pattern fish. It gets really hard to predict what they're going to do. And then as the temperatures start dropping, they start to kind of school back up. You can kind of predict a little bit more and a really small offering. It can just be lights out. I, I don't I don't know that I knew any of that. Yeah. And there's things you can yeah. do too. There's things you can do to like alleviate the difficulty of casting them. You can put like suspend dots on them. Um, if you're not familiar with suspend dots, they're just like a kind of thick little metal sticker that people will put on um, 
usually on like jerk baits to help them suspend properly. Like if you have a jerk bait that's supposed to be neutrally buoyant and for whatever reason it floats when you stop reeling it, you can put suspend dots on it until mm. you get the weight just right and then that's it'll cool. just stop on a dime. Or if yeah, you have like a like, little lead sinker. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a it's like a sticky flat. Yeah. They make them in squares. They make them in circles. Um, I've even put them on um, mega bass lures, like one ten plus ones, when I want them to go even deeper. And so what I find is like this is maybe some juice I shouldn't let out, but like on a one ten plus one or one ten plus two um, mega bass jerk bait, I'll put them at the very underside front part of the lip. And so what that does is that little bit of weight keeps the lip down. So when I go to do my pops, it automatically points it back down so like sometimes when you pop a jerk bait it'll kind of go up or kind of the side or whatever with that little bit of weight on it it keeps the lip down so every pop down you do drags the bait deeper you're a thinker and so you can put (laughs) you can put those on those suspend dots on a teeny tiny finesse crankbait and then you can cast it a little easier i know some people will do that thing where they'll tie like fly um like fly tie weight, um, which is basically like fishing line made out of lead around like the treble hooks and stuff. I don't, I don't do that. I think I do have some, but I, I don't really do that. Um, I just think the suspend dots thing is way easier. And, uh, yeah, I think that's underloved. I think a lot of people get very caught up on like, if I'm throwing a shad wrap, it's a number seven. If I'm throwing a square bill, it's a one and a half or a two. And like, if you size down just the littlest bit, sometimes it really does sort of force this bully mentality out of the biggest fish and it works. Yeah. You've been, you've been doing that for, you said for a long time. So, definitely definitely with that with that lucky strike uh crankbait too man you used to kill with that yeah Yeah, what did you call it the river juice river juice yeah man you would smash with that little guy so yeah and i I mean i cast it six feet from the boat and uh that's just two two cranks in yeah that's as far as you could get it and then you'd watch it you'd like get the water on you from the splash as it hits the water because you're trying to What's that stupid thing? Hulk smash, frog smash, frog smash, <laughs> casting a crankbait three inches, but um, it really works. So there's our. I think that's it. You any anything else you want? You want to ask me any questions about undersized crankbaits, Lola? You know, anything I, burning in your heart? I just besides wanting to go to sleep, I kind of want some nachos. Okay, so I might have to do that before I sleep. Mm-hmm. Sounds solid. Yeah. You know what I really want to do when Carlos comes is I want to make sure we can get out on Strom catch some good crappies and make him like some killer crappie tacos. Hmm. Although I'm terrified to make tacos for that dude. Yeah. I just want him to bring us tacos. Okay. We're good hosts that way. Yeah. Maybe, Come be on our maybe. show and bring us tacos. Yeah. Yeah. You, you catch the fish for him. He makes the tacos. Oh, for you. Now we're talking. Okay. Yeah. Now we're talking. There, that's there it is. Yeah. I like it. I think it'll be rad though to talk to somebody who's like life is tacos. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like his life is like, we were really like dope emailing Mexican and I think food. that was the subject of it was yeah, like, yeah, tacos he, are my life. Yeah. He wrote, he wrote, I love tacos more than life. That's what it was. That was his email. I was like, Carlos, I love you. <laughs> yeah. He's rad. Yeah. So shout out Carlos. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have any, um, burning questions about okay. small crankbaits. Okay. They're very cute. Yeah, they are. They're very cute and small. Yeah. A couple years ago <laughs> on eBay, um, I found some discontinued Lucky Craft um, finesse square bills. Uh, and I think I think they're the American shag color, which is a super sick, like almost like Why holographic. Why discontinued? I don't know. They okay. do that sometimes. Um, like I have a bunch of fat CB2s um, by Lucky Craft that there's no reason for them to be discontinued because they're really awesome baits. Hmm. 
Um, but they're discontinued. And so then they're like $35 on eBay when in stores, they used to be like 10 or whatever. But, um, I think they're in the American shad, those finesse ones. And they, I think I have like eight or 10 and I have such a hard time throwing them because I know if I lose one, I'm a hard time meaning you've never, no, no, no. I definitely have. Okay. (laughs) No, yeah. this, this, This is one of the ones I've actually thrown and caught good fish on, but I'm just so nervous to have some, you know, mangy pike come up and they're going to go through it. Yeah. But, um, what else we got? Oh, so yeah, I think that's it. The the last closeout deal is I am so sorry to everyone. We got a couple direct messages from people asking about it. Um, our merch thing, it's just, it's taken so long. So basically the, the last thing we were waiting on is a hat and then the patches that were supposed to be on them weren't sticking to them right. And Uh so our merch guys going back to the manufacturer, like what's wrong with you? Because they tried to put those patches on a different style of hat and they didn't stick on that hat either. Even though our buddies working class have had these style of hats made and had no problems with them. And so I think we're just going to launch the the store as soon as we get the stuff um, from Eric and working class, um, even if we don't have this newest hat yet. But yeah. um, sorry for the delay on that. And thank you to the people who messaged and like asked about it. It's like, that's pretty yeah. rad. But we will launch that very, very soon. And pick our winners. Yeah. And then the we'll pick our winners contest. for the for the review thing on um Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And Keep leaving them. Yeah, for sure, man. That really does help us. Um, Nate, you got anything else before we close it out? No, nothing new. Um, give that, uh, give that tiny, uh, that chicken rig a, a try, or the tiny <laughs> child rig, oh or uh, even, you know, even a small, small crankbait or small, you know, small. I've, I've even tried, you know, those like uh, I've gotten like some crappie like lipless crankbaits that yeah. work pretty well. Yep. Teeny ones. really small, yeah, like crappie style lipless. So yeah. give them a try, you know. Try uh, nothing else. Uh, you're you're getting a line wet, and you're uh, you're enjoying being out on the water. So yeah, and like my buddy, uh, my buddy Jeremy Moldrum, um, just one of the best dudes out there. Uh, he loves throwing tiny, tiny, um, and maybe he's mad for me like letting his secret out right now. Uh, but teeny, I won't say what it is, but teeny, teeny jerk baits, and he catches the, and he can throw them on a on a bait wait, caster. I don't know tiny, how he does it. But. If it's a tiny lure, mm-hmm. what about the hooks? Does yeah. that matter? Yeah, you are they think, still small? You would think that it does matter, but yeah, they're still small, and it huh. works. Like I was, I was reading an How's article. That holding that fish. I know. I was reading an article uh, in Bass Master or Bass Times from Corey Johnston, uh, another Canadian. Um, absolute hammer of hammers and he was talking about drop shotting saying he uses the smallest hook he can possibly use and he said um when he hooks them on that teeny tiny hook they never come off that's crazy i know and i started doing the opposite this year i started using um like a size two coat hanger yep (laughs) (laughs) yeah a hook that you use like to hang your bike up in the garage (laughs) Um, i started using like a small um straight shank like flipping hook for drop shotting and i had awesome results with it so i don't mm. know i don't know uh, but jeremy uses these teeny um jerk baits and he like i said he's got the skill to throw it on the bait caster and he catches the fire out of them hmm. small mouth large mouth pike walleye i mean he's just a, a stick with it so yeah there's something to be said about those little baits like make it easy for him yeah and it's it's you know it's it's that old adage like let the fish tell you what they want sometimes um a big bait is what the fish are going after. You know, like a big swim bait, a big wide, whatever. Uh, and then other times they want something teeny that they can just go like, and just make an easy meal out of it. So you got to, you got to kind of experiment. Mm-hmm. So Lola, break us off with, uh, yeah, 
And then let's get out of here. Just remember that positivity is worth the effort. Even when you're tired. <laughs> Even when you're tired. Appreciate you for coming <laughs> out here. Yeah, thanks for coming <laughs> out here. We love you, Lola. All right, Nate. Love Thank you, you for your presence. All right. Appreciate y'all. We'll see you on the next one. Yep. Bye. Peace. Mm-hmm.